office. I'll just chew ice all damn day. I done got so hip to that now. I used to make fun of women who used to do that shit. I, I get it now. I totally get it now. I be f***ing ice up. <laughs> but yeah, I don't... Um, I do that too, but I try not to so bad. Yeah, I, I hear it, it affects your iron. Or if it, it's yeah, a high product. Yeah, I'm so. Yeah. You know. But I take vitamins all day. Ebony, if you could see all the goddamn vitamins I got to take now, bro, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't. And see, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a pill taker. I'm one of them people that even if I got a headache, I'm a substitute at mug and take some medicine. So, mm. I don't know. I can't, I can't. I don't know what it is. It's like a mental thing with me. I don't like putting pills in my mouth. It made me feel old, I guess. I respect it because um, <laughs> it's funny. One of the, the things I have to take, I have to take a goddamn Flintstone vitamin because like an actual, really? yes, nigga. <laughs> they got, <laughs> I have to take a Flintstones chewable because. Uh, now, I would do that. If somebody told me I had to, I would do that like happily because that would bring back some mad memories. See, I ain't do them as a kid, though. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting here, big 32-ass nigga, <laughs> going here, checking, and I have to keep my, I, I keep my pills on my, um, my, my, my living room table. That way, it reminds me every day to take them. But it, it's just embarrassing, yeah. you know, a little bit like, nigga, I'm finna eat a Flintstones chewable. What the fuck? But... That's, I mean, you know, they just mean they they doing it there, man. That's what that is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, pay the gotta pay the cost to be the boss, I guess. Shit. But, but yeah, I wanted to um, to reach out to you with this subject, man, because I was I was thinking long and hard. Now, I was having a conversation the other day. Let me give you a preface statement. So, had an argument. Uh huh. And the argument was about looking at social media can create like a jealousy when you're in a relationship. Like you can be envious of other people, but you don't yeah. really, how do I say, un know that them people struggle. And it, it, it creates a, a rift that doesn't, that shouldn't be a rift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was talking to my, a woman I call my mentor. I love her to death. And she said, women have a tougher time dealing with that because sometimes it takes an older, more experienced woman to tell her that, hey, you know, all of that ain't what it seemed to be. You know, some women don't yeah. have that that older person to let them know that. And I, I was talking to a couple people and some women were abrasive to that statement was saying like, well. Why should an older person be in my business or, you know, and I was like, why is it such a disconnect? Like, why, why are people so against the thought of the older generation passing down information to us? Like, why are we so against accepting that info for them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why I want to, to really, I'm, I'm a, I got a few people I'm going to talk to about it. But um, you came to mind after you put me on blast with your little little eyes emoji. Um, <laughs> I just be trying to see what's up. I be lurking, and I ain't one of them. I ain't been lurking the shadow. I've been lurking out front. 
Right, right. I'm you with it. But you know what's crazy? They're like an interesting topic. It is. It is. And I think it's one that needs to be had. The problem is nobody would come forth to to talk. Everybody's so afraid to say something. So I was like, yeah. okay, who are my go-tos? I, I guess since I can't get other people to chime in, what I need to do is get the people I know to chime in, and that'll encourage yeah. other people to chime in. Okay. So that's even the feedback from the other interviews, and that'll probably incline them to actually want to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. So I, I just, just your, and this isn't like a debate or nothing. I just wanted your view on it. What? Okay. Why do you think it's that disconnect between our generation and that generation before? Like, why are people so touchy about it? Uh, I'm going to let you know right now. I'm going to go deep. As Let's do it. So I'm going to start at the beginning for me personally. Mm-hmm. My upbringing, because I spent more time with my grandparents, than I did necessarily with my mom. I think that had a major effect on me personally because growing up, I wasn't the child that went down the street and stayed on to the street like, come on. I was a child that went with grandma over to Aunt Shug's house and sat all evening and then went to Aunt Gould's house and sat all evening. And then, you know, my mm-hmm. social link was older people when I was growing up. So I think for me, whether I wanted to hear it or not, I was around that wisdom anyway. So I think that that in turn goes back to the train up a child in the way that she go and when they're old they will not depart from. Mm. In my opinion about that, I listened to all that wisdom when I was younger. So yes, I did kind of not listen to it after I feel like I needed it. But after I reflected on some stuff that I went through, I was like, dang, that's what they was trying to tell me. Dang, that's what they was talking about. You know, so I, it, it gave me more of a parallel to what they were going through for me to realize how to how to go on from that. And my point about saying that, most children don't grow up that like, like that anymore. When they have the older people around them, they feel judged by the old people instead of actually hearing what they're saying. So as right. a child, they're growing up in an environment where they're automatically shutting off anybody that's older because they feel like they don't understand or they don't really know the truth or, you know, whatever it is. So I feel like that's one of the major disconnects is because as a child growing up, we see adults as the enemy. You know, mm. if you're older than me, you're trying to tell me how to how to live my life. You're trying to tell me what to do. You won't let me do this, do that. If I if we go to church and I want to wear a t-shirt and some shorts, I can't do that because my grandma want me to wear this full suit with the with the the baby alligator shoes and <laughs> you know what I'm saying the tie and pinstripes and all that. But I just want to wear my t-shirt and jeans. You know, she's she judging me. She's trying to make me who she thinks I should be. I can't be my own person. And I think that has a major impact on social media, too. Mm. Because when you really look at it, people are against adding their moms and their aunts and their uncles or whatever because of that reason. 
And if they do add them, they feel like they have to hide a certain part of themselves from those family members. So if they put something they think is funny on Facebook and it's got to do with something sexual, they know that their aunts or they, their uncles or cousins is going to talk about it. So they block these people from the post as an attempt to hide what they view as their true selves from their family, as if their family isn't doing the same thing. You know, it's not the same person in some type of way. You right. look at the older mm-hmm. generation, like they haven't had sex before, like they haven't had kids before. Like they haven't had to have, you know, relations, relationships in some type in some type of way, if it was work or church or, you know, love, but we don't feel like their advice pertains to us because we got new variables in the equation. Right. I think I said too much. No, I, I, w- I want you to keep going because you, you hit a few points that I want to, to kind of to to hit on as well. Uh, the first thing you stated was about growing up with, you know, the the older folks. And I'm with you. I grew up around Big Mama, Maria, and that was Big Mama's my great grandmother and Maria was my grandmother. And so yeah. uh, you're right. I'm used to riding around with them, seeing their old friends and sitting there just listening. Um, you know, not really knowing what I'm listening to, but just soaking it up. And a lot of that contributed into how I grew up as a man. And, um, like you said, when you get older, you want to get rebellious because nobody want to sit and obey rules all day. You want to question things and do stuff your own way. And it showed, and I did get life lessons from it. And, uh, you're right. It, it, it becomes a point of, I, I think and parents and in, in older generations have the best intentions when they do this. They they try to tell us to do something instead of suggesting it or telling us why. It's that mindset of do as I say, not as I do. And we see that contradiction and I think that can create a, a big rift that sometimes people don't get. It's that um I hate to say it. It's that authoritative master and slave mentality, I think, that's kind of passed down. Um, yeah. Because I've seen... somebody about that, too, so yeah, I can see that. Right. I, I've seen effective parenting. Because for the longest, I thought that, you know, just do as what you parent, your parents say. That's that's what I got from that scripture. That that was the way that scripture you mentioned was, was twisted to me, train a child up in the way they should go. And that was coupled along with uh, spatter rod, spoil the child, all that. It right. was twisted in a way to make it listen to your parents. And uh, also another verse that was right. Another verse that was twisted along with that was honor your mother and father that your days may be longer. I feel like those verses were twisted in a sense to try and control us using the justifying point as the Bible. But when you go back and research, you really see what it meant. And um, I I just I feel like the the newer parenting method of explaining why something is wrong rather than just beating your kid is more effective. Right. Because what happens is we'll see you do the same thing and under and not understand why it's different from us. So now you're a hypocrite to us, and now we're slowly right. but surely not respecting anything you say or do, and that goes a long way. So yeah. 
I think if you're, you're going to whoop a child to discipline a kid or tell them not to do something, keep it 100 with them and just tell them why. One thing I will I love about my mom, my mom never sugarcoated anything. If I asked a question, I got the 100% raw answer, uh, whether it be about sex, uh, you know, the community, drugs, anything. If I asked about it, she was going to tell me because she'd rather I find out from her rather than somebody up the street. And uh, I respect that. And um, I, I, to go to your point about social media, I'm guilty. You, you were talking about me just then because it's a lot of times where I'm venting on social media or proving a point or cracking a joke. And my mom, who is uber spiritual, very much in the church, saved, sanctified, all that. And she'll comment on it and... I'm at that point where I'm like, look, I'm a, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm an adult. I'm gonna say what I want to, you know. Right. You're not in my shoes right now. This is how I feel. I'm just putting this out the vent. I get what she's saying, and usually she's right. But I just want my space to vent sometimes, even if it is to a public eye, you know. So. Right. But yeah, I I uh, reestablishing that communication. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to be honest. That's why I was talking to so many people or posing this conversation to many people because it's crazy. I can go up to an older person right now, just a random stranger, and strike up a conversation because of the way I was taught growing up from older generations. You know, I asked them how they're doing, you know, spark up a little mini stupid conversation and then just start the actual conversation from there. And a lot of people don't have that. I don't want to call it home training, but it really is Mm -hmm. because people don't even know how to say thank you anymore. Mm. Like like you don't even know how to say excuse me. Oh man, that's a big one. That's a big one. That one gets me. Somebody bumping to you, then they turn around and look at you. <laughs> Ma'am, I was standing here when you bumped that. Right. <laughs> For instance, I was. I went to go see a good friend of mine at uh, at the Nutrition Cafe at YMCA, Lauren Cope. Uh, I was sitting talking to her, and this uh, Caucasian lady, in the midst of our conversation, I'm sitting down, and Lauren's standing up at the bar, and we're about five feet away from each other just talking in a deep conversation and this white lady just walks right through our conversation right doesn't say excuse me doesn't duck you know doesn't even put up the little one church finger or nothing just walks right in between our conversation and she did it twice wow and so i'm like where's the training man like to a, I don't, I, and granted, she was a little bit older than us, maybe by like five years. But still, there's a conversation going between two adults, and you just walked right. right between them and didn't acknowledge it. That that made me furious. Furious. Yeah, I have situations like that all the time where I'm going to the grocery store or whatnot, walking in there with my kid, and this guy just comes right through it like, what? He's a kid. <laughs> You don't, you don't think I'm trying to keep up with my kids, man? Like, right. I got them holding on to the blanket for a reason. And you just have to come through them and me. You know what I'm saying? To go where you're going. All that space over there. Right. All that space over there, you had to come right from here. This is the only, like, I feel like sometimes they kind of make a statement when they do that. But to be honest, it's not even just a racial thing. 
Because I have black people that do the same thing. True. The only difference about the, the black people is, like you said, they will acknowledge that they did it. They just won't make it seem like they did it. They make it look like you were walking in their path. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, no, bruh. <laughs> you, you're supposed to say excuse me, and then you don't really know whether to, to acknowledge that they did it or not because some people are so crazy they just pull out a gun and start shooting. Be ready to fight. Right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Hey, that's how I said you ain't finna do this in front of my kids, bro. <laughs> it's so crazy. Because um, I don't know if you used to watch Boondocks when it used to come on. But um, one of the first episodes, I think it was like the fifth, was about a nigga moment. It was talking about how something as forgivable as bumping into someone can become an issue that involves life to death with black people. And it was a parody, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, people yeah. are so caught up in their ways of stupid stuff and machismo and appearances that common courtesies don't even go over like they should, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you know what makes me mad, like, the most, though? Like, I go and hold the door open for someone, especially a lady, especially if she, kid, she have kids, and they don't acknowledge it. Yeah. That... Ebony, that cooks my goose. I be, I be wanting to go back in time and shut the door. <laughs> Dead serious. I cannot stand that. And what's crazy well, is like, and I don't mean to cut you off. What's crazy is no, I'm now finding myself, I, I, I'm starting to identify myself as a whole nother generation ahead of some of these younger parents. Like right. and, and it didn't click to me until the other day. Like um, uh, who was talking? Uh, one of the, the kids I used to grow up with that I knew like all their life. Uh, they have a child, and uh, I think they were talking about their twenty fourth birthday or something. And I was like, "Dang, I'm about to be thirty two this year," and it clicked. Like, I'm I'm not even in their generation. I'm a whole nother generation ahead of them. So like, yeah. The, like I, I I compare myself to them, and they live a totally different life, and that comes naturally with different people. But I I, I definitely wonder like if I were to invite them to the podcast, right, and hold this conversation with them, would they get offended? You know, would they be open to some of the suggestions I make? You know, would I come off as just that older dude? Like, it's crazy. Cause when when you're living your own life, you don't really recognize yourself as that. Like even for you, you technically Ebony, you're not the now generation. That's a whole nother generation of younger parents, even under you now. Yeah. So it's I, I'm just looking down the road, and it's like, okay, had a hard time with the generation before me talking to me. How can I break the cycle? How can I encourage my generation to talk to the now generation? Cause I love talking to kids, like just seeing what they say, you know, but I hate seeing like, for instance, I went to go wash clothes and I feel like I'm talking a lot. So shut me up whenever you want. I went to go wash clothes and this dude came in there carrying a a duffel bag full of clothes, but his pants, I kid you not, Ebony, his pants were sagging around his knees. Like, sir, how are you even walking? Like, how are you even walking, bro? I don't know. I see that in the club, though. <laughs> I'm 
underwear. Right. It's supposed to be under your clothes. And and I'm not here to sound like an old person because we used to do it. You know, sagging came in hard. I ain't never did it. I'm sorry. Well, well it never felt comfortable for me. We did in high school and a little bit in college, but as we grew up, like people took it more extremes. Like they whole behind is out now. Yes. Like. And then they really get offended when you tell them that it originated in jail. Oh yeah, they don't like that. And then <laughs> what it meant, I had to, I tried to tell because I'm a substitute teacher. I tried mm. to tell some of these boys that in my class. I was like, yeah, I sitting here because they would talk about somebody that. So they say it was homosexual. Well, I was like, y'all see him talking about him. He's saying pulled up high to y'all. Y'all even know where that came from? And the, the, the little boy started laughing. He was like, I know where it came from. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's me. Y'all somebody property in jail. Right. He was like, yeah, because the, cause the government do something about the man. I was like, no, baby. That ain't the kind of property I mean. Oh, my like, God. Like, you're a garden tool, bro. That's what that means. Yeah, you're a garden tool. That ain't get that one either, though. Right. I left that alone because I don't want to get the substitute that get recorded saying something I ain't got no BBB. Right, right. But you got to keep it, you, you know, have a duty to keep it 100 with them too, though, you know? Yeah, but I can't do it during school hours because that could <laughs> jeopardize my job. <laughs> right, right. I'll, I'll just if pick I, it If I you. knew them out in the street, then I'd be like, okay, so this is what it is, this is what it is. But I try to teach, but I try to teach funny to me yeah but it's, it's no different from the the child coming and telling on the teacher at school and then the parent coming and touching out the teacher right right that's that's another dynamic that's definitely in change since i was little like um my mom first day of school up until i was like in middle school came and met the teachers firsthand <laughs> like I was walking in school beside my mom up until the fifth grade. My mom was going to meet my teacher. Like, she made sure. I'm so serious. I, I just like to do pop-up business, though. 
Oh, my mom was good for that too. And th man, oh, okay. let me tell you one day, one day I came to school and guess who was my, my, uh, my substitute, not my mom, but my aunt, <laughs> me and my cousin was in the same class and we walk in the classroom, daggo my aunt. You talking about shook? You talking about best I, behavior? <laughs> I didn't hear that to my little cousin before. <laughs> Man. And he's the behavioral problem in the family. So, like you said, he was the best student in the class that day. Because mm -hmm. he knew I was waiting. I had his dad on speed dial. I was going to call him and you need some to tell your son to switch But he said that he even did his work. The kids was talking about it. I said, Boogie, you doing your work today? What's wrong with you? You all right? Mm hmm. Quiet. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And, um, and. But yeah, I do feel like there's a disconnect. I don't know what would be a really good solution in it. Right, because it's hard to get us together. <laughs> but, too, we have different type of grandparents, so if you really look at it, too. Our grandparents would retire sooner than people are retiring now. Yeah. That's another thing. So they're working. Like with me, from really as long as I can remember, I think. Well, I knew my granddad was retired most of the time. Now my grandma, she worked a little bit up until I was in maybe elementary school mm. at a factory. But for the most part, one of them at least was home all day. Right. Somebody was there all day. So whenever, you know, I couldn't, if my mom was at work or if I had grant band practice or something, you know, they would be there. So that's another difference. Kids can't come home from school and go to their grandma's house like they used to get. Unless they got a great, great grandma. Right. I, I was blessed to have that, man. Uh, I'm writing a book now, like I told you before, just on my experiences growing up, and a lot of a lot of them stories got to do with uh, Big Mama, like my great grandmother. Yeah. A lot of them do because my grandmother passed first, then my great grandmother passed. Uh, you know, when I was well into you know being an adult, but majority of the stuff I know is because of my Big Mama, man. Like cooking. Uh, baking, working out in the yard, cutting grass, barbecuing, all that I got from her. All of that. Matter of fact, she taught me how to tie a tie. <laughs> so. Well, that's not too, you know, because most time, from what I understand, the women know how to do most of that stuff, even if the men do. <clears throat> It's just uh, even taught me how to sew a little bit. Like if I need to, uh, you know, hem my own pants, I know how to do it. To this day, yeah. I keep needle and thread in the house because of them. Safety pins too. Is is. It's funny though that you say that too because there's another disconnect right there. It seems like men have a more knowledge about the basic household stuff than women do now. Like with the up and coming generation. Most of these females don't even know how to boil water. I know more guys that know how to cook than females. 
But you know why I that is. I mean, is, like though? this barbecue. I mean, like in in the kitchen, cooking lasagna and mm-hmm. you know, sweet potato pies, blundies from scratch. Like females, I'm not do that. Right. When I was little. First meal we knew. I mean, the first thing we knew how to do was make cornbread from scratch. They don't know how to do that these days. That's crazy, man. <clears throat> this is the the go to. And uh, like the the reason I I feel like I I know how to do that is because growing up with a mom and a bunch of women like the women outnumber the men in my family. Like yeah. they used to tell me, when you grow up, this is gonna set you apart. A man needs to know how to take care and fend for himself. That's that's what my big mom used to say. You need to know how to fend for yourself. You know, cause I never no offense. I don't want to be dependent on a woman to do stuff. No offense. You know, I don't want to be in the house with groceries and eating bologna sandwiches because I don't know how to cook, you know, or a bunch of stuff, man. Like, and then again, when I was a kid, like when when folks was cooking stuff in the kitchen, I was genuinely interested in seeing it come together. So I would go in there and help, you know. But you're right. It's, uh, It's a lot different. It's a lot different. Yeah, that made me hungry. Well, you made a point to me that maybe I need to go ahead and start having my boys in the kitchen. Well, I let them do little light stuff. But, you know, I don't want them to be like me. When I I was so curious, I would go in when, you know, if they were asleep or if they were watching their stories or something, I'd be in the kitchen trying to cut this or do that. And, you know, you should slice oh, up my things all the time. I got all kind of little marks. Well, they probably faded away now, but I used to have all kinds of little marks where I was being there, trying to do like, like Ma used to do. Mhm. Nah, I, I ain't, I ain't do all that. The way I used to do it, uh, the way they used to kind of draw me into it, is um, they be in the kitchen, like prepping and cooking and stuff, and mm-hmm. they call me in the kitchen, sit me on the counter, and would just talk to me while they cooking. Now, me being oh, okay. a kid and watching them do stuff, I would naturally ask questions. What? What's that? Why are you doing that? What's that? Why are you doing? And that's how that's how they got me. I think they knew what they were doing. Well, too, you know, for girls, they expect us to do it. So, yeah. I was a pea shelling. Every time I had peas, needed shelling, I had to oh. the peas. I had to cut the corn, you know. <sighs> I used to hate that. I used to hate, look. Nah, what I hated, my grandparents, I come home from school and there'd be some roadkill in the in the in the sink waiting to be to be skinned and be headed. Oh no, that's the one thing that's I ain't do. That's what I hate. <laughs> I ain't do that. It's, it's, nah, bro. My, my grandma. I remember one time they said she was coming from Tupelo with my uncle, and she made him stop on the side of the road to pick up a dead squirrel and take it back home. Took it. And she did it one time when she was with me. This, have you ever seen the movie Madeline? Uh-huh. Okay, you remember when, when the chicken, I think his name was George, or something like that, the chicken, she met the chicken when, I think they put her up from the hospital in the back seat of the car. She met the chicken and they were friends. Oh, Fred, that was his name. Right. She, she cool with Fred, and then when, when they had chicken that night, she found out it was Fred. Man. She was not thinking no more. She was a vegetarian after that. 
I right. had similar situations. I was like, I don't want to eat it. You come home and you see the thing look like he's dead for life, like he's frozen in time. Mm-hmm. forever lives in my brain. And then some of them, you know, their eyes look funny. <laughs> when they die, I'm going to stop talking about this. No, go ahead. This uh, is funny. Well, for real, though, they used to eat possum, squirrel, raccoon, all they stuff, being the same. Right. Sitting in the seat looking at me when I come around the corner. What is that in the seat? Oh, that's dinner. What? Mm. I don't want none of that. Right. I remember uh, my Uncle Pat. My Uncle Pat and my Uncle Sam used to love to go hunting. And you could tell that it was something unorthodox anytime they brought something in the house in a black bag. If it's in a black bag, <laughs> don't ask what it is, cuz. <laughs> it was either, like you said, either possum, coon, maybe duck, maybe, but more likely possum or coon. And because my uncle had traps, coon traps, he used to put in the woods. Oh, yeah. And he used to go and check them in the winter. And he'd come back with some stuff, man. Like, <laughs> my uncle is a hunter through and through. And, man, I, to this day, I haven't tried possum or coon. I just can't do it. I can't do well, it. Well, I think I've eaten it and didn't know what it was. But until I started realizing that's what there was in the seat, I was like, oh, okay, I don't want no boat. I'm good. Mm-mm. I'm okay on that. And see, my grandma was the type, you know, you can't have nothing else to eat all the food off your plate. So, me, morals, my morals and ethics to make sure that I do what I was told. So, I always clean my plate. But yeah, when I started seeing what it, what it was for dinner, oh, I don't think I want that. That don't look like chicken. Right. I'm okay. I'm going to wait till my mama get home. Oh, man. I remember uh, <laughs> the first weird animal I tried was rabbit. You ever had rabbit? Nope, not well, not that I know of. Oh, man. Now, I ain't going to lie. I was abrasive to it because the first time I saw it, it was already skinned and cleaned. And so I was freaked out by that. But uh, I ain't going to lie. When when uh, when the food start cooking and uh, the, the I think they did it in um, kind of like a stew. Man, mm-hmm. look here. That rabbit got eight, huh? I didn't have rabbit. Duck, deer. Oh my God, I love deer. I absolutely love deer. You ever had deer or deer sausage? I think I have, but it's been a while. Cause if if all time, deer is a life changer. I've had what what else weird I've had? I've had snake. I've had actually had shark, calamari. What else? Man, being in the country, you you eat a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of weird well, see, stuff. That's why I learned not to, at some point, I stopped asking what it was, and I would just eat it first, and then be like, oh, that was good a little bit. See, that's smart. I wasn't that smart. <laughs> well, I had to get past a certain age to get like that, because that was just when I was in elementary school, and I used to come home from school and see stuff in the sink. I don't want that. You mm-hmm. know, some kid. And like I said, I had seen Madeline. When I seen Madeline and Fred, they put some stuff in perspective for me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to just eat nothing now. 
Mm-hmm. I got to know what it is. So I guess when I got 16 old or better, that's mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, let me let me try it. Let me see. Oh, okay, that's good. What's this? That's what, that's what that is? Okay. It ain't that bad. I'll eat it again. Right, right. Man. And I think that's why I love seafood to this day. Trying stuff by accident. The only thing that I really don't feel is uh, oysters. I cannot eat oysters. Never had it. I'm not think. I don't think I'm that type of person. Mm-mm. 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 I don't know. Oysters, y'all. Uh-uh. It's an aphrodisiac. It's good for you, but it looked like a tongue. I'm straight, cuz. Now, I did try clam, though. I had a uh, steamed clam. That's good. I ain't never had that either. And clam chowder. If you, if you never had clam chowder, try it, cuz. Oh, I love clam chowder. Yes. I've never just had clam itself. Oh, yeah. Steamed clam is good. And, uh... Is it, is it seasoned the same as the clam chowder? Um... No. But it's still yeah, good. <laughs> it's still good. I, yeah, that'll be one of them things. What's that? I, I'm not gonna tell you to ask me to eat it. Okay. Right. Right. Fact. Fact. And, uh... What was it sushi to this day? I'm so glad I tried sushi. I'm so glad uh, I did. I tried cooked sushi. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mine was um a steamed salmon with the little rice paste and uh the seaweed on it. Okay, now that sounds good. Oh my god. Oh my god. I got it every time I was in Huntsville. I was getting it. Oh. I would kill. I figured the only time I would try any type of sushi would have been when I was pregnant first time. Mm-hmm. But the snail. <laughs> snail. It oh, wasn't right. the food. It was the restaurant. Oh, so the like, sense okay, of it. I can't, I can't sit in here. Like, my sense, my sense is real sensitive. Mm-hmm. I just smell, I just smell uh, salt in food. Wow. Yeah, this this how how sensitive my sense was. I would cook chicken and have to wear one of those face masks because the smell of the chicken would send me right to the bathroom. I wow. cook chicken. Oh my god! Ooh, <laughs> I didn't even know chicken smelled like that until I got pregnant. Right, right, right. Yo, you know what's funny? Not to keep talking about this surgery, but man, this surgery thing has really changed a lot of stuff in me. My sense of smell has gone up way up to. Um it's 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 scary. Like um I came home from the surgery and that second week I had to go clean my refrigerator because I was smelling something that had yeah. been in there and I just couldn't figure out where the smell was coming from. Man, I cleaned that entire refrigerator and found, yeah, I found some old asparagus in the bottom. That had, oh. it, it wasn't even green no more. It was brown and black liquid. And but I was smelling that. Right. I was smelling it from out in, in my room. Crazy. Crazy. K-Marie I mean, keeps saying, you know, that's a good thing, though, that you was able to get it on out of there. Yeah, but it's like now... With my smell being like super high, like when I go places, like for instance, I went to AutoZone the other day and I was mm. like, ooh, I smell fried chicken right now. I smell it. 
ain't no fried chicken spot near there except church is like three miles down the street but i could smell it hmm. it's it's crazy it's crazy my sense of smell has gone high like all the way up mm. but yeah we man Did they we, say that that would be a side effect uh no no they didn't say that the the main side effect though is uh whenever i eat something I feel it go all the way through my body. Oh, okay. My aunt told me that it hurts like that. I, I'm talking about from the time it touched my esophagus down to my stomach to when my stomach kicks it out to my intestines. I feel it. Yeah. That's weird. That's very weird. It's very weird. Um, it's still weird pacing myself drinking water because after like a good four sips i'm full mm. yeah it's it's not that great it's not that great because sometimes i'd be legit thirsty and a couple times mm-hmm. i've overdrank and thrown up because you know my it yeah you know yeah because my uh, you have my aunt has a lap band don't you have no i have the sleeve like where oh, okay where she had the band i they just cut out my stomach basically Yeah, they cut out uh eighty percent of my stomach. Well, yeah, that's why you can't drink no water. Mm-hmm. Like you gonna have to do like capsules every yeah every thirty minutes to get a capsule. Well, take it like a shot. Kind of, sort of. Well, that's how I had to start. I'm at a point now where uh I have a four ounce cup, like those little small cups, and uh, mm-hmm. I can drink those pretty well. I can kind of start and finish those but when i do them full is is that's it and um yeah. it's it's weird it's more weird with food because i'm starting meats now and like it sucks because the the food be so good but after four bites i can't eat no more cuz like that's it like ebony as of yesterday well as of friday i'm down 40 pounds already It ain't even been a month yet, has it? Yeah, it actually it just hit a month to, uh, on the nineteenth, two days ago, and I'm down yeah. forty. Time is flying. Hmm? In a month, forty pounds. That's yeah. good. I know. That's a lot, like in a short time, though. Yeah, and the thing about it, has though, your body had like any, any, like I guess reflexes to it? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I sleep a lot better. Um, also, it's easier for me to get up and get around. You know, sometimes getting up can be an issue. Uh, it's a lot easier for me to get up. Um, only thing is, my because my body's still adapting, like, for instance, Friday I went out and kind of just had fun to get out the house because it was really my first day getting out. The next day, I was dead tired, like the whole day. My energy yeah. levels are not what they used to be quite yet. Uh, when I, even I, with the vitamins, though? Yeah, even with the vitamins, even with me eating, my body was still physically tired. And I have to manage my water intake a lot better than what I used to because yeah. it's hot 
here in the South. And so you right. sweat. And so when you sweat and you be out for a while, you get tired. Um, you get spent yeah. a lot faster, man. And so it's 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 still a little bit of a struggle, cuz. Still a little bit of struggle. I ain't mastered the shit yet. But I'm getting there. That's why I'm pretty sure you getting it. Mm. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a water drinker. It's, it's hard for me to put a, a clamp on how much water I drink. Man, Ebony, for me to kill a bottle of water would take anywhere from three to four hours. That's crazy. <laughs> Just one bottle. Yeah. 15 yeah. ounces. Yep. About three to four hours. Can't do it. And see, I can kill two bottles in less than 30 minutes. I believe you. I used to be able to do that junk too. I used to, you know how you be drinking water and you squeeze the bottle oh, <laughs> while yeah. you drinking That's it? Me. That was me too. That's what I did, That's what I did this morning before <laughs> when I see your message. I was like, let me get some water. <laughs> yeah, that's dead. <laughs> that's all the way dead. Can't do that. Well, you won't be drinking anytime soon. Oh man, alcohol, I, I think it's best I stay away from it. Yeah. Because just really think about that. Four out stomach and I take a shot. I'm going to be lit off of what? Maybe two shots? I'm going to be through. Okay. Mm-mm. So I'm I'm, a, I'm done away with like, unfortunately, my beer is gone. I, I can't do beer no more because I can't do carbonated drinks. Uh, uh, can't do alcohol no more because I know my tolerance going to be trash, you know, but hey, at least I'm going to look like an Instagram model. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be five-year-old things without the hair. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm just joking, but that's that's how I have to look at it. It's a trade-off, man, and yeah. I will say this. I am trying a lot more different uh, foods than what I used to. Um, so that's a big plus because I always want to try new things. And there are some like ways you can cheat to kind of like have food kind of sort of that you used to like. Like uh, I got this one recipe. That's uh, so I can't have ice cream for real, for real, because it's too much sugar. And, oh, and sugar free ice cream is the devil. I don't know if you ever tried it, but sugar-free ice cream is absolute Satan. There's no point in it. Um, but anyway. I'll get out. I've tried it before when I was on diet. My mom bought me some on my birthday, and I had to give it away because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It was made with coconut milk. It I was so eat. nasty. <laughs> I can't even do certain brands because of different types of sugar and stuff. So yeah. I know what you mean. I think that's one reason why when I diet, I actually end up going off the diet. It's because of certain foods, like ice cream. You can't, <laughs> there's no way to dietize ice cream. I'm sorry. Just give me all the sugar and all the cream. Mm-hmm. I need all that. Don't take nothing out. Don't substitute nothing. Right. And see, I like Sunday. Sunday's pushing me up, too. When I go here, I always get the the Tony Blast with M and M's and Reese's in it. Man, let me tell you about Sonic, cuz. Do you know 
So, Sonic's slushes is straight diabetes. Yes, it is. The base, the base of the slush, the little white stuff and the syrup they put in before they put your flavoring in, mm-hmm. 450 calories off rip. Before off. the syrup? Yes, that, the syrup stuff they put in first with your ice before they put your flavoring in is 450 calories off rip. That's for a medium. And I was a Route 44 type dude. Yeah, I am too. But I don't drink the slushies though. I get strawberry limeade, mm. but that's just as bad. That's, that's number sugar, shawty. Just letting you know. Yeah. That's all sugar. Well, being unemployed, I don't have to worry about that because <laughs> I don't eat out. <laughs> that was a smooth transition, by the way. That was, that was a, you just threw that in there. Um, man. I was about to ask you how the search going. <laughs> <laughs>